think of any right now. Empty Nest? <laughs> Does it remind you of Empty Nest? And, ooh. Remember? Oh, remember yeah. Empty Nest? I remember it had the guy in... See, this is what I do. It yeah. had the guy in the car commercial that was always going, trust me. Yeah. He would talk <laughs> fast and then, yeah, he was the he was the oh. neighbor, right? Yeah. Was that the Isuzu empty. guy that always lied? Yes, yes. the Isuzu oh, guy. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. See, Perfect. now we go from Golden yeah. Girls to the Isuzu commercial. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you guys are like improv specialists. <laughs> well, this just, actually, this just kind of follows my usual thought process. This oh, okay. is perfect. Hello and welcome to A Vague Idea. This is a 420-friendly pseudo-game show podcast. <laughs> Each week, I subject my guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea about them, or if they just want to pass. With me, as always, as usual guest, Shannon Page. Shannon, how are you? I am great. Nick, hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Spring is springing here in, in the uh, Rocky Mountain region. It is. Thank goodness. I know. It's about damn time. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Some good banner. That was, I, we were very sharp today. I am very happy. Uh, oh, I just sensed the chemistry. <laughs> I know. It's, it's just like magnets. To be um, uh, unfortunately, we are, we are sans Jean again. Uh, John Paros is not here tonight, but, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see him again on a, on a show coming up. But we have two special guests. Special guest number one. Joe Hinton is a full-time ops guy, part-time lawyer. Part-time dabbler in music and writing. Joe, welcome. Thank you. All right. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Especially okay. with a beer in hand. Hey, I'm hey, as long as as long as we're all holding a pilsner, I think we're doing well. Or or wine, for that matter. Shannon, how's your wine? It's tea. It's tea? It's tea. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm actually drinking tea tonight. It's actually too hot to drink even. Wow. Ooh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised by you. But that's all right. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> you never know. You never yeah. know what's going No, I mean, it's, it's usually one. I gotta say, uh, it usually is one. Uh, our, our second special guest is Emily Feta. Emily is a Denver-based consultant, entrepreneur, and writer. She's the founder of Diagon, a boutique consulting business that provides business development consulting to cannabis entrepreneurs and investors. There's our weed connection, people. In her free time, she likes hula hooping, snorkeling, and emailing SkyMall. Her invention ideas. Well, hey, welcome, Emily. Thanks, thanks. Let's talk Great about this SkyMall invention idea thing. I thought you were going to say Skynet. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, every time I'm on an airplane, I am looking through SkyMall, and then I, I have these ideas, like, throughout my life, and I'm just like, oh, perfect. No one would ever buy it, but it would be a great, like, idea for the catalog for SkyMall. So, I love it. Yeah, it's kind of like low-hanging fruit ideas. Oh, sure, yeah. I, I, I had an idea when I was a kid that we should invent some sort of... Uh, sunflower seed shell spinning cup mm -hmm. that had like the 70s style mechanical ashtray thing so you would spin into it and you could just hit the button and it would open and drop into a, a lower bin overly complicated because oh, really yeah, just perfect. a cup is better that's perfect. but that's sky more I mean, I with a lot of those ideas you know the execution is more difficult than you think so once you find like info at skymall.com it's just like you're done and if they actually end up inventing it you can sue them <laughs> yeah I have a paper together. trail skyball <laughs> no 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 you signed away all your rights by emailing it to us uh, and speaking of Skynet, because you brought that up, I, I feel like someone should email them and say, dumber Terminators, please. That would be helpful. <laughs> Less resilient, dumber Terminators. Might make it easier for us yeah. to deal with the robo-apocalypse. We'll see. Just, or at least the ones that won't invent time travel. That, yeah, that would be good. 
I mean, come on, at least, like, time travel pants? It seems like people are always showing up naked in bubbles in those movies, and <laughs> not that I have any problem with it. I mean, we're talking about well-physiqued gentlemen and ladies in, in film, but that's... I mean, that's Hollywood's depiction of human bodies, and it's not necessarily realistic. <laughs> so, Until it goes wrong, and it's only the pants that go with the lower half of your body. Ooh. So you just have to make yeah. sure that's all taken care of. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. So if you can't send pants, can you send, like, fillings? Like, if you time travel and you have cavities, <laughs> your fillings? Oh, God, you're just like, oh, my mouth! <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the past, and <laughs> this is horribly painful. <laughs> <Shutting all out. laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, this banter. Perfect. Tip top. Okay, so let's do rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first. So we'll, we'll go one, two, three, shoot. And hopefully it'll work within two tries. If it doesn't, I'm just going to pick somebody. So, ready? Uh, one, two, three, shoot. Oh, that's okay. I still, I still did the yeah. <laughs> Emily wins. I just had my rock lingering. <laughs> Emily hung a rock out there and everybody yeah. threw scissors. So... So, Emily, you get to choose first. Uh, would you like number 1 through 12? What's my other option? Oh, I choose. Do, yes. <laughs> one, 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 two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, seven, eleven, twelve. It was. None, it was of us none of us have been smoking before this, just for the record. Um, no, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll take number six. Number six. All right. Well, hey. Emily, do you have a vague idea about Harry Potter? I do. Great. Joe, Harry Potter? Yes, I do. All right. Shannon, Harry Potter. Yes. Okay. Emily, start us off. Talk about Harry Potter. Uh, well, Harry Potter was started off as a little boy living somewhere in England with his evil aunt and uncle, and then got a magical letter from um, a school called Hogwarts of witch witchcraft and wizardry, which he was lucky enough to get to, and became a wizard. And his parents died in a tragic accident when he was a little baby, uh, killed by Voldemort, the evil, evil guy in the wizarding world. Um, and then he goes to Hogwarts and meets two great friends, Hermione and um, Ron. Hermione's really the one who, like, saves the day every mm -hmm. single time. This is true. Yes. So, <laughs> so it's a, so it's it a very really good girl power Yeah, book. yeah. So it yeah. is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hermione but Granger and the other chuckle fucks at the school. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name of the book. No, for sure. And I yeah. think that was the author's intention all along. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, let's make it about a boy and then more people will be interested in it. And then yeah. I'll have more of an influence. <laughs> so, um, Yeah. And then he goes on and has so many adventures. My favorite one is The Goblet of Fire, number four. Great. Yeah, um, uh -huh. yeah I really liked his side relationship with Cho. Oh, yeah. I, I, I oh. honestly think they were the couple that should have made it. That would have been nice, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought they had really good chemistry. Um, yeah, so I would say Goblet of Fire. And he spends a lot of time playing, um, yeah, flying around on a broomstick mm -hmm. and doing some good things. Great. That that was an excellent start. <laughs> Joe, can you, can you add? Yeah, just a little side note. I always called Voldemort Wizard Hitler. Um, and he was. Yeah. Or it still is? No, I'm, he, I'm unclear on how dead Voldemort is. He can't come back. Okay. Because the Horcruxes are all destroyed. And then he's his souls in like a million different pieces so he can never come back. So this is how much of a nerd I am about it. I absolutely love it. Um, and it's written by a Scottish woman named J.K. Rowling who needs to stop fucking with the universe after the last Fantastic <laughs> Beasts movie. She okay. Stop. We we've got a we've got a hardcore Potter Potterverse yeah. guy here. But I'm the weirdo. I like the later books. Like uh, Deathly Hallows, honestly, is my favorite. But I love just how it goes from like it's action adventure, fun young adult. But then like as it goes forward, I would 
posit that it turns into gothic horror by the end of it. Just some of the things they see, some of the other crazy shit that happens. I, I would I would definitely mm-hmm. agree with you. I feel like um, the uh, the Half Blood Prince does that as well. Oh, like, yeah. like that's really that's where it starts because it's really like it it becomes uh, and Shannon, you're gonna get a chance to, to say something. I, I don't want to step. I feel like this is I feel like this is fertile ground for all of us, so we're good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I feel like because I, I feel like like Azkaban was probably my favorite of yeah. the books oh, in that, that it really good. was a turn, and it's also the best movie I think. Absolutely, uh, that's uh, Alfonso. Yeah, it's Alfonso Cuaron. Cuaron. Yeah. He is. Yeah, he should have stayed with the rest. Yeah. Oh, it would have been amazing if yeah. if we got more of that. Um, uh, and who knows? In six years, we might get a whole new reboot of Harry Potter movies because they Lord should, knows there's no new ideas. They should. <laughs> they should make it animated. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Do everything they could do than... like an Into the Spider Verse thing. Yeah, with Harry Potter. I think an animated Saturday morning cartoon with Slimer. Throw him in there. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh God, the Ghostbusters raid Hogwarts. He, he needs the work. Mm-hmm. They can meet the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> yes, yes. The Time Turner takes the... them back to Meadowlark Lemon. <laughs> it would be great. All the Saturday morning classics that make no sense, throw them into Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> the Snorks. <laughs> oh. What was that about? Just can't Phil drown Stiller these Smurfs. Will make an appearance every now and then. Oh God, that would be yes. great. Shannon, yeah, go ahead. Gang, the Scooby what? Gang invades Hogwarts. Yeah. They're like, what? Jinkies! It was Snape all along. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, okay, well, we talked about, um, the movies, so there's, uh, the books parlayed into movies. It also parlayed into an amusement park, the, uh, wizarding world of Harry Potter. And... Have you ever been? I have not. I would really like I, to go. I would like to go there. I've never been there either. Anybody? Do you, do you I haven't, no. Okay. Well, we should have but a field trip. But I hear they trip. have that yeah. kind of the, um, honey beer that they have in the book. Yes. yes. I don't know what it's called, but, yeah. Uh, Butterbeer. Butterbeer, Butter yeah. yes. Yeah. I heard also that you get a wand. Well, the kids get wands. I don't know if the adults do. And they actually have, like, motion. <laughs> I want a wand. <laughs> but I want one. Like, motion yeah. sensor stuff so that kids can actually, like, make stuff move. My oh, friend, my cool. friend Alice told me about this. She and her sister went. Her sister got, like, spotlit. In the uh, in the wand shop, and I can't remember what the wand shop's name is. Oleander. Oleander. Olivander. That's right. I, I don't want to admit how much I actually know about this. <laughs> I mean, most of it's like really close to the surface, but it's yeah. slightly anyway. But yeah, there were like so many like animatronic drawers opening and stuff, and they go through, and like everybody who works there plays the parts really well. It sounds like a. a just joyous experience. Sounds like a hoot. Yeah. Yes. A serious uh, hoot. <laughs> yeah. The best thing to see, though, that, that I think Harry Potter has led to is real Quidditch in real life. Like, oh, yeah. And Such it's really riot. popular at, like, liberal arts schools, like, in Vermont and stuff. And then there's just Shock. these big soccer fields. Yeah. They're just, like, playing, they're just, like, playing dodgeball, but they're running around with, like, broomsticks between their legs. Yeah. And it's like, you can't fly. Like, there is a huge barrier to entry to start this game. Yeah, but it's they, like they're not letting that stop them. Do they have like the bruises like wet between them and like yeah, shuffling like, around? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, you, when you see oh, it, you're just, you just yeah. stop. You're like, I think they're trying to play Quidditch. You can go to City Park, Cheeseman, or Wash Park most of the time during the summer. And you will see somebody playing Quidditch oh, in a group. And yeah, they do. Yeah. They got, just they got the feelings. Oh, oh my god, absolutely. I'm just going to have it slung over my shoulder and run around. I'm not going to wedge it between my legs. <laughs> Shannon, do you have anything else to add? 
<laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. Hey, great job. Everybody's getting two points. Yay. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Joe, you get to pick the next topic, one through 11. Ten. Number ten. All right. Well, do you have a vague idea about the Joint Chiefs of Staff? I do. Hey, great. I brought that up incidentally without even thinking about it earlier. <laughs> Shannon, Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yeah, a vague idea. Okay. And Emily, Joint Chiefs of Staff? A vague idea. Great. Joe, start us off. So it's as far as I'm aware, it's just the term for the heads of the different branches of military. And just if there's ever a national emergency or any kind of war or battle or some, anything involving the military, they will meet and advise like the president. And I don't know if the president directs them or, what, or takes their advice or what, but I know that's just the general... Term for that. Depends on the president. Mm-hmm. That's true. Hey, no. <laughs> very good, Shannon. Uh, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let it go after that. That was very <laughs> succinct. Oh, I enjoyed yeah? it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I just All right. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, do you? <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna focus on the Joint Chiefs of Staff in charge of the military. So, so, and what I have heard about this position is that it's kind of um, so. So I've heard different stories about this, but essentially, if we were to go into nuclear warfare, it would Mm -hmm. be the president who would decide, like, we're going to drop a nuclear bomb or not. But in theory, the president would need to consult the military chief of staff. So I hope he's a good one. Or she, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. I, technically, they are supposed to advise the President of the United States, the Secretary of Defense, the Homeland Security Council, and the National Security Council on military matters. Uh, the composition of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is uh, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the Vice Chairman, and then you have military service chiefs from the Army, Marine Corps, Navy, and Air Force. And then you also have a Chief of the National Guard Bureau. And all these people are appointed uh, by the president following Senate confirmation. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. And, and as I alluded to earlier, my grandfather served as liaison between the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the president during the Vietnam War for a period of time when That's he worked awesome. in the Pentagon. That's really yeah. cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Colonel Joseph H. Regolia. A little family shout out. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. He acted so as good. the liaison, so did he ever like change the message? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean... He like, puts up. one in his pocket and takes one out of the other pocket. Those, I don't think he needed to do that with Johnson, though. <laughs> Those were pretty heady times, man. He And he had uh, a signed uh, photo of Johnson. Was it was he under Johnson or Nixon or both? He was under Johnson. Okay. Yeah. I think he, I think he was... He transferred to Iceland or something after Johnson and was there for a little bit, and then he retired. Nice. Um, yeah. Beautiful so, uh, uh, Joe, I'm going to give you a point. Emily, I'm going to give you half a point. Shannon, you didn't. You chose not to add anything, so we're good. And, uh, <laughs> Shannon, you get to pick the next topic, one through ten. One. Number one. Do you have a vague idea? Yeah, I know. It's not <laughs> do you have a vague idea about the terracotta warriors of Xi'an? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay, great. Emily, the terracotta warriors of Xi'an? I don't. Okay. Joe? I do. Great. Shannon, start us off. Terracotta Warriors. Terracotta. Pot. Pot. Yep. Good. Thank you. Um, That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Terracotta Warriors, um, this is a vague idea, but they are life-sized guards. um, Statues. They are life-sized guard statues um, that were, I think they were unearthed or discovered. Um... I don't know if, I don't think anybody just stumbled upon them. Maybe they did. They're like, look at all these. They just find hands sticking out of the dirt. What the hell? Oh, it's statues. That's not the villain of the movie coming back to life one last time. (laughs) That's 
And they're they're made <laughs> out of clay, mm-hmm. and they um they're impressive because there's so many of them. Like I don't know, but I think it's hun- I think it's actually hundreds of them. Um, that are just in lines. <laughs> oh shit! I'm giving hands. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, you're fine. <laughs> just yeah, just uh, just like massive lines of terracotta statue warriors. Yeah. Ta-da! Hell yes! All right, <laughs> Emily, you passed. Yeah. Joe, well, they what were, can you add? They were. It was originally like in China. It was like a nobleman or some kind of like world, some kind of leader of the area died, and they were like meant to, like, guard his burial spot. And there were, like, horses. There were, like you said, rows and rows and rows of them. And they were all, they're all, like, just a little bit different. It's it's really stunning to see. And it's this really surprisingly cold city in the middle of central China. My mom actually just got back from that. Oh, oh cool. Right on. Well, shout out to Joe's mom. <laughs> Welcome some back. Some of them went on tour. Like, a, yeah. like, to museums or something. Like, they took, like, 20 of them. And they're like, yeah. picture just, this, but bigger. <laughs> picture this, but 20 times more. <laughs> Yeah, the Terracotta Army is a collection of terracotta sculptures depicting the armies of Qin Shi Huang, the first emperor of China. It is a form of funerary art buried with the emperor in 210 to 209 BCE with the purpose of protecting the emperor in his afterlife. This is the wild thing. The figures include warriors, chariots, and horses. Estimates from 2007 were that the three pits containing the Terracotta Army held more than eight thousand soldiers, Whoa. 130 chariots, and 520 horses, plus five plus 150 cavalry horses, the majority of which remain buried in pits near the mausoleum. That's an insane amount of work. Like, granted, I mean, pyramids are similar on scale and scope. Mm-hmm. This might have been a little easier, less... You're not going to get crushed maybe as easily yeah. by sliding blocks. You probably work at home. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring your warrior in. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, I've been working on this the last week, so here, here, okay, this one's ready. <laughs> but in, I, uh, it's so wild. And uh, so there's a uh, Simpsons quote related to it, and I can't remember it exactly now, but I know Lisa mentions the Terracotta Warriors of Xi'an. I don't remember. Shannon, you're getting a point. And Joe, you're getting a point. And Emily, no points because you passed, but you get to pick the next topic. One through nine. Uh, let's do nine. Number nine. All right. Well, Emily, do you have a vague idea about 420? I do. Great. Joe, 420. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Shannon, 420? Yep. All right. Emily, start us off. Let's talk about 420. Uh, so 420 is basically a big celebration of weed. Yeah. Well done. Um... Yeah, so there's, like, in Denver, there's tons of concerts. Um, it's actually, and, and this is factually correct, so hopefully I get extra points, but mm-hmm. it's the highest grossing day in revenue for dispensaries mm-hmm. in the state. That makes um, a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, a little business acumen, even, you know? Even, right. even the grandparents well, I mean, are like, you know, I'll buy some weed. It is oh. interesting because you kind of think of it, like, from a business perspective, you think, oh, it's kind of this, um, you know, just a cultural thing that doesn't really have a ton of significance, but... Mm-hmm. But it really does. So, um, oh, I yeah. think it's super significant. Oh, okay. And it's interesting because, well, we we've had some legal problems, or at uh, least some I don't know. Trash I don't even know problems. what to call. It. Yeah, yeah, trash, and then like uh, occasional knuckleheads doing dumb shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's directly related to 420 so much as gatherings of people. Yeah. Uh, that's bringing yeah. out knuckleheads. So, right, yeah. right. Great. Yeah. Have you have you ever participated in a 420 event? Have you gone? Are you a yeah. are you like a social go out and hang out and smoke person? Um, 
well, actually, a couple of years ago, I went to like um, a cannabis conference for work, like okay. on 420. So, so that was fun. Oh, like, nice. that was a good celebration. Yeah. But, but in terms of actually like going to a park and you know, like being part of the whole, um, like what happens in Denver, probably not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I yeah. think I, I get overwhelmed yeah. by big crowds. No, <laughs> I, I I would agree that it, because of the uptick in my anxiety when I'm yeah. when I'm too stoned. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I wouldn't really want to be around a lot of strangers. Kind of, right, right, and that's kind of the ironic thing about it too. And I feel like this happens within the weed industry a lot, where where there's like gatherings and they're centered around. Um, consuming marijuana as like a social thing like you might go to a happy hour and have alcohol but weed for a lot of people is not a social thing like, I want to hand <laughs> like, wash some dishes not, right now right like you do not want to like smoke a joint and then like small talk about someone's like right. job you know that like, would make it a lot more yeah. interesting so, so <laughs> right right yeah. so so I mean I've definitely gone to some some like weed events that have been centered around like that haven't served alcohol and it's just like everyone is in their own zone like no mm. one is no no one is networking. No one's on the dance floor. Oh, yeah. and, and for me, you know, and, and that's nothing against it. It's just like, no, it's not, you can't, it's not, a, it's not a social drug. It's not necessarily well, what's going to make you, you want to get to know someone. Like, yeah. I was telling Rex earlier, like the, the recipe for me is have two beers and then smoke a little bit. Yeah. And what happens is I feel both social and like, whatever. And that makes yeah. me totally, I mean, because I'm really hard to get along with right now. I know. Oh, okay, you guys okay. are like, Are you on beer one? Or is it going to get better? No, this is number two. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're working. Okay. I, I promise. Yeah, we'll, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm trying to make this a good experience for you, I swear. I mean, finish that quick. <laughs> oh, Great job. Joe, what can you add about 420? That it's April 20th. Um, you Perfect. You covered it all. Um, it's just yeah, the whole social thing. It was, it was funny. In college, it was always my uh, hangover prevention. Okay. If I drank too much. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would feel like blah, garbage the next day, but it wouldn't be a hangover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much every day after I've drank anything in my 30s. Is I'm just like, <laughs> oh, why does everything suck today? Oh, yeah, that's right. I had oh, fun right. yesterday. Or two days ago. Or two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, just, no, just the giant celebrations and the various slang for it. And if you're... Yeah. Shannon. Um then the date was picked because 420 is uh, it's like the police code for people with pot or it's the mm. the chemical periodic table breakdown. That's the thing I've heard. I, I heard the, the police thing. The police thing. Yeah. I've heard that. There is yeah. this, there is a reason yeah. Uh there is a reason 420 was was chosen specifically that date. That is true. Um, Isn't it so dark like Hitler's birthday? I was going to say, it's also Hitler's birthday. It's also and Columbine. Columbine uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a Way tough, to it's a tough one. Yeah. I, well, sorry. I think, <laughs> I, I think I that's a funny that. uplifter, though. It's also kind of roommate code on Craigslist, right? If you're searching for a roommate, for oh, yeah, yeah. friendly. Oh, yeah, and one time my roommate and I, we were looking for, I mean, this was years and years ago, we were looking for a third roommate, and my she wrote the Craigslist description we put it online, and she put 420 friendly. I was like, Roxy, you can't put that. Like, that's <laughs> That's how you get the person who's like hey, smoking like 17 times a day. Like oh, 420 friendly is not like friendly. It's like I am a huge or donor a and I want to like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. So you want to be careful with those shorthands. You want to you make yeah. sure you know who you're targeting well, and what you're talking about. Well, yeah. The interview with, process is right. important. Well, and I'll say this, uh, the gay dating apps too, Scruff and Grinder, 420 is all over them. And oh. the second most common message I receive other than unsolicited dick pics on Grindr is <laughs> 420 question mark. Like, 
No. So you want to smoke want pot to smoke? and then send me a dick pic? Yeah. Which is pretty much... Yeah, yeah I'm like, I, I know where this is heading. Yeah. And I'm just going to cut it's it off. It's like, no. it's like, we're just going to say no now. <laughs> so yeah, uh, 420 uh, is the slang for cannabis culture for the consumption of cannabis, especially smoking it around the time of 420 p.m., which Wikipedia notes is... 1620 in the 24 hour notation, just in case <laughs> nobody got how, how European <laughs> time works. So, Wikipedia wants us to wake up in the middle at 4 a.m. I, <laughs> I feel like people in Wikipedia are like, hey, we should. Uh, that was like someone had an assignment. So, you got to make 10 edits today to meet your quota. It's like, yeah. Okay, there's a random fact I'm just throwing that adds nothing. What are, what are people in Switzerland going to think? They won't know what 420 yeah. means. We need to make sure they know it's 420 in the afternoon. So it's six. Um, uh, yeah, so the, 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 the origin here is in 1971, five high school students, Steve Capper, Dave Reddix, Jeffrey Noel, Larry Schwartz, and Mark Gravich, in San Rafael, California, Shocking. calling themselves the Waldos because their chosen hangout spot was a wall outside of school. These are the great ideas you come up with your, when you're high. <laughs> uh, they used the term in connection with the set, with a 1971 plan to search for an abandoned cannabis crop that they had learned about. So it's basically Goonies <laughs> with <laughs> high school students and weed. Um, uh, uh, so it was based on a treasure map made by the grower. <laughs> The Waldos designated the Louis Pasteur statue on the grounds of San Rafael High School as their meeting place, and at four twenty and four twenty p.m. as the meeting time. So there you go. Pasteur that's where it all started. High school. Yeah, that, that's the weirdest thing about that whole sentence to me. Yeah, that there's a statue of Louis Pasteur at high school. It's like, well, do they know what he is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, uh, Flash Flash did stuff. That was cool. You gotta make milk drinkable. I guess. Don't we all need milk? <laughs> I hear we need milk. milk. Yeah. Depending on who you talk to, we either really need milk or really don't need milk. There's not really any middle ground now. Drink a little bit of milk. It's like, no, no, bones. No, no. Uh, everything else. Yeah. I don't know. It's complicated. And I'm no doctor. Great job, everybody. Uh, Emily, you're getting two points. Shannon, you're getting two points. Joe, you're getting one point. And uh, Joe, you get to pick the next one. One through eight. Seven. Number seven. It's the bonus question! Oh, boy. Boo, boo, boo! <laughs> we do a little sound effect thing, but I also... Yeah, I'm going to buy you a fake alarm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's good. I've, I've got something I'll put in. It'll, it'll be better. It's really unnecessary for oh. us to do that. Everybody... Yeah, but... Now it's part of the thing. It's... it's this is our joy. Yeah. This is our little moment. And this is your on air chemistry. Yeah, 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 this is... I mean, once you sync up a little bit more, like, yeah. oh, my God, you're going to be unstoppable. Yeah, we'll be harmonizing, yeah. and I'll just fall right, into right. the... Yeah. Um, uh, so the bonus question everybody's gonna get a chance at this uh, name two stoner movies Joe oh Half Baked and Dazed and Confused great Shannon name two stoner movies I sure do love Hawaiian Fruit <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good hinting uh, Pineapple Express great. and yep. Open Smoke great perfect Emily two, two stoner movies mm, National Lampoon and Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, I'd give it to you. Those those I those are both better windstone. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm a little surprised nobody said Friday. Oh. That's like by Felicia. Yeah. Oh. But Friday, you ain't got shit to do. I'm gonna get you high. <laughs> right? That anyway. Great. Everybody's gonna get a point. Well done. 
oh, just you're right about Wet Hot American Summer. Like, you need to be stoned for that movie. Like, I watched it for the first time only like two or three years ago. I'm just like, what? You know, college me would have loved this. Uh-huh. But right now, this is. How many beers do we have left in the house right now? Yeah. I just remember thinking to myself, it's like, what would have made it so much funnier to me if Janine Garofalo was the straight was the straight woman the entire way through rather than oh, yeah. kind of caving it? If she was just like the what the fuck is going on character, I'm like, that would have been a lot funnier to me. It's interesting because it's one of the many movies from like the nineties to mid two thousands that are of that like awkward humor thing oh, where gosh. my mood entirely informs whether I can enjoy it or not. Yeah. Secondhand like, embarrassment. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a it's a huge thing. So oh yeah. Like, oh man, this is I don't. Oh. But but then when you I don't know it's it, it's like it's like how uh, I I have a I have a buddy who he likes to show people the room the Tommy Wiseau movie. Uh, but he but he oh, like insists on okay we're gonna get three people who have never seen this over to my house we're all gonna drink and we're gonna watch this movie and then he's got he has like a fifty fifty success fail rate because some people are just like this is dumb and I want to leave and it's like yeah. no no you gotta you have to yeah, just push you through gotta relax you gotta too. get it right yeah yeah um, a bullet through the TV show right. at some point if he, this is a regular thing for him. especially because he has to watch the room every time also <laughs> I, 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 it's like an immunity it's like you build up a tolerance for allergens you build up a tolerance to the room yeah eventually you see only one awkward sex scene and then uh, <laughs> and they all blur together so, uh-huh. yeah. I think oh, in Wet Hot American Summer though when they all when they're like let's go into town and they all come back <laughs> just like shooting up heroin which is I just think I just die like I mean it's also kind of like for me I worked at a summer camp when oh, I was did in, you? yeah okay. when I was in cool. high school and nice. it's kind of that vibe where you're like oh let's go wild yeah. <laughs> like that's hard to relate to I stole some wine coolers yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, like and, you think you're doing those kinds mm-hmm. of things and you're actually like maybe having a sip of beer like, yeah <laughs> when I found out that it was spiritually based on the horror film Sleepaway Camp <laughs> I I appreciated it even more too because I was like I I get what you're doing because oh. this is even this I is going like that. you're grabbing the awkwardness of this movie mm-hmm. and you're taking it forward a few steps but you're putting really funny people in this it's like uh, have you re- have you guys ever seen the there's a series documentary now that has yeah. Bill Hader and and Kurt and uh, I haven't seen Fred Armisen it is. it's great. But it is like, it's like, it's like those. It's like half an hour versions of this kind of thing, where if you know what documentary they're, they're making fun of, it's way funnier. It's definitely funny no matter what, but it's like, huh, they played this really straight. And so you, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, Which is it, what Bill Hader's excellent at. He's very good. Yeah. He's very good. Uh, it's so, so about rewarding people for kind of getting the, the concept, um. Yeah, they. I the one I watched last night was they did a a, a send up of Stop Making Sense. Oh, yeah. Well, Fred Armisen is a very good stand-in for David Byrne. Yeah, and that's what he played. It was really good. Get it. All right, great job. So everybody got a point for that. Yeah. Shannon, you're up. One through seven. Three. All right, Shannon, do you have a vague idea about Weeds, which ran from 2005 to 2012? Yes, I do. Great, Emily. Weeds. Yeah, vague idea. Okay. Joe? Very vague. All right. Shannon, start us off. All right. It was an HBO TV show um, starring one of the Marys. I always... There's so many. Mary Elizabeth Bastry Antonio. Mary Stuart Masterson. Mary... I forget which Mary. One of the Marys. It's the Mary I had a pretty serious crush on for a while. It's not any either of those two. There's another one. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, as a single mom with two uh, sons who is trying to um, make money to raise her family by selling pot to her neighbors, one of which is Kevin Nealon. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. And it, over the course of many seasons, turned into craziness where I think she eventually became a drug lord and was married into like a Colombian cartel or something. I don't know. I kind of quit watching it after a season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's great. Good. Good start. <laughs> Emily, what can you add? So, I think it's starring Mary Louise Parker. That's right. That's, That's, right. That's the Mary Louise. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. um, gosh, and I only watched maybe the first episode, but I do remember they're like, yeah, I'm blanking. That's all I got. All right. Well, hey, you got you got the yeah, right Mary, so we're good. <laughs> Joe? Basically Breaking Bad with weed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in a lot, lot, lot less intense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Definitely not... I don't know. I don't think it was as well written in the way that they did it. But But it it was still a really good show. I enjoyed it. Well, it kind of of came out with a bunch of other ones like United States Tammy or whatever that was. Tara. Tara. Uh Uh-huh. Tony Collette. Yeah. That was a great show, too. Californication. Oh, that's true. And then then Californication was all kind of at the same time. So I think it's kind of like the vanguard of like the good TV that we're having now. Yeah. Yeah. Great. It was Showtime. Not HBO. Oh. But yeah, and Mary Louise Parker. And good theme song. Yes, the Little Boxes song that, that was a folky thing in the first season. Yeah. And then season two, they did cover versions. Every single episode was a different artist covering the same song. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and, and yeah, I think, because I, I, I feel like, I, I don't even think I've finished it. I feel like I stopped watching after season four, maybe, because she does. She ends up getting in a relationship with like the Mexican weed cartel drug lord guy. And, uh, yeah, and it just sort of seemed to go off the rails a little bit. Because I, I enjoyed it as a commentary on suburban life versus, sur- like, suburban reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, great, I great the, stuff. I love the actor that played, I think it was her brother-in-law. I don't think it was her yes. brother, it was her brother-in-law. But he's amazing. Yeah, I can't remember his name, I can't remember his name either. He's been on Broadway, and he was in Angels in America, and... This was like not anything I'd ever seen him. Do he was before. your quality, and I like it just for him for a while. Comedy, comic relief guy. Yeah. Because there's an episode where his ex girlfriend is played by Zoe Deschanel, and she shows up, and like it's like one of those. It's like a monster of the week kind of episode where she's just there being insane, and he's like the sex is good, but also she's nuts, and you know that kind of writing. Anyway, great. It had, it had one of my sorry. It had no. one of my favorite moments ever. You can cut this if you want. Yeah, I thought I it was the best. The best moment in a TV show maybe ever was Kevin Nealon and the brother-in-law and like a third guy were arguing about whether it was called a taint or a per, perineum. Oh, perineum. Perineum. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and let's say the brother-in-law's name is Jason. And somebody walks through the room and they go, hey, what do you call the thing between the dick and the asshole? And she goes, Jason. Perfect. <laughs> it was like perfect. <laughs> do you remember the uh, the taint sketch on Mr. Ship? I don't. Yeah, it was great. Scott Ackerman had that taint. Host of Comedy Bang Bang. All right. Great job. Uh, Shannon, you're getting two points. Emily, one point. Joe, one point. And uh, Emily, you get to pick. One through six. Six. Number six. All right. Do you have a vague idea about cannabis tampons? A vague idea. All right. Joe? Vague idea. Great. Shannon? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Emily, start us off. Wee. 
So cannabis tampons. So I be, so there's been kind of a trend of creating new like women focused cannabis products. Mm-hmm. And I think it started with like CBD patches that you could use for menstrual cramps and CD, CBD bath bombs that you could like put in a bath to help with cramps and stuff. And I think like cannabis tampons is really taking it to the next level. Yep. <laughs> so, so it's just, you know, I, I guess the patch, the transdermal patch isn't working quite fast enough and you can't really get a much more like, immediate like, yes. application of, you know, the cannabinoids like into your bloodstream than yeah. putting them directly inside you. I think that's fair. Yeah. It's like that head-on stuff, right? Right. Apply directly <laughs> to the forehead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was great. Do you any? Do you have anything else to... Uh, no, I guess I'm curious to learn if it's going to have THC in it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I mean, find my, out a little bit instinct, along with my everybody. Instinct, my, my instinct is no. I, I bet it will be kind of more uh, CBD product, but but I'll be curious to hear. All right. My underst- my big idea of it is it is just CBD. It's not THC, so it is just something for the relaxation portion of it. And I'm just trying to think of how they came up with that idea. Did they just wander into a sorority when they were doing the vodka thing with them? It's like, hey, CBD works with that too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was this going to be my contribution? Damn it, sorry. <laughs> was that a thing? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. yeah. Like okay. soaking a tampon in vodka and then... Yeah. Oh, Jesus. There? I mean, were you, were you in a sorority? No. Yeah, I, I was in a fraternity. It was not a smart decision on my part. Oh, oh no! I didn't do that. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I just looked at. I'm like, that just looked. I'm, you know, what? I, they told me what they were doing. I just, I'm like, I'm leaving because I don't even want to be an accessory to this. But just being in a fraternity, like the at least the one that I was in, I'm like the weird shit that I saw. I'm like, that. What? <laughs> I just, I mean, I and, and I'm all, I'm all for like anybody uh, partying however they wish, but man, like. I mean, that's, we, we had eradicated toxic shock and you're bringing it roaring back. That's <laughs> like getting super trashed right people, away. Did people die from that? Oh, if they, well, it's more of, I like think. Like alcohol poisoning? I don't know if it's alcohol poisoning, but I think they were like legitimately like, there were, there was like an upsurge in like toxic shock syndrome yeah. cases and they traced it right back to it or something. I don't okay. know if that was an urban legend or not, but. Yeah, probably a lot of yeast infections. Oh yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, what can you add about cannabis tampons? That was it. That was my contribution. Okay, great. That's that's great. Uh, yeast infections. So th- this article, this article comes from w- WikiLeaf. Good morning. Uh, so this this WikiLeaf post explains cannabis tampons aren't designed to absorb blood like regular tampons. Instead, they can be thought of as suppositories that melt down from your internal heat and are absorbed in the bloodstream, infused with a 6 to 1 THC to CBD ratio. Oh, wow. The cannabis tampons won't get you high, but what they will do is provide some sweet relief from those debilitating pain. being a bitch during your period. (laughs) That's that's harsh, Joe. That's harsh. I'm going to... Yeah. Uh, you can't see the sarcastic expression on my face. No, yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem with radio. And yeah. and and in fairness, like it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, there's got to be better technology for 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 ladies in in this situation. Like it's it's, in, it's insane that it's just like it's painkillers and whatever. We gotta like there's got to be better ways. Why don't you just skip over pasties? Do CBD pasties or something rather than go straight to the tampon? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Shannon. <laughs> Shannon, I'm gonna give you half a point. Emily, I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you two points, and Joe, I'm gonna give you a point. Cool. And uh, Joe, it's your turn. Cool. One just... through uh, one through five. Oh, gee. Four. Number four. And I will just say, whatever you want to cut out for me, it's fine because I think I'm hilarious. So <laughs> I'm gonna leave it. Okay, it's fine. It's great. it's it's whether the ladies are offended that I'm more, more concerned about. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. great. Then we're set. Hey, you have opened up original sketch. Uh oh. For original sketch this week, <laughs> each one of you has taken a separate time machine. You're not doing this together. You're each going to get to monologue for a moment. <laughs> You've taken a time machine back to when weed wasn't legal. Here. Because some backwards places still haven't got it together. Uh, and you're trying to score some from a strange dude who may or may not be a cop. How are you going to ask what if he's got what he... Eh, if he's got what you're looking for on the sly? <laughs> hmm. So, I don't know, man. Like, I... Alcohol's just not cutting it for me. You got any? What do you? What do you like to relax with? Oh no! Do you, you only stick with drinking? Okay, that's fine. I mean, do you, you know, there's a good like like frat party going around, or you know, what's the house that doesn't really party that much? They just kind of stay in with themselves. Well, that's good. That's good. Finding finding a location. Great, <laughs> Shannon, your turn. Hi. My name is Mary Jane. Do you know anyone named Mary Jane? <laughs> well done. That's that's good. That's very good. All right, Emily. Um. Hmm. So I'm looking for a plant-based ceremony. Kind of trying to access some internal chakras, and <laughs> you know, really could use a garden of sorts <laughs> to help me get there. <laughs> I love it. Very good. None of you said, you have to tell me you're a cop. And that's the only oh. thing that you could have said to anything. <laughs> You've got to tell me if you're a cop. Because oh, they do. Do they? At least as far as movies are concerned. I, I don't think, that's <laughs> really I don't think it's true. I don't think so, too. I don't that's, think so, either. They don't. This is why I quit smoking was because of this. Because, so, college, I smoked quite a bit. Uh, but my fraternity kind of kind of collapsed. Happened, I had to get out of there, so... I ended up going, like, my, it was my friend's neighbor. I'm like, hey, I'm your new roommate. He smoked more than I ever did in my life. But then one day, he was out. His idiot friend was there. And we hear this bam, bam, bam on the door. And we're just like, what? He'd been just like, I'm doing homework. You guys can answer it. He's got a pipe in his hand, locks the door. Oh, shit, it's the cops. I'm like, they were coming for him anyway. Mm -hmm. For some, he, like, legitimately had the police come into contact him for something. Police, we have a search warrant. They bust down the door. Guns drawn. I'm just like, ah. Oh, shit. But I come to find out that the roommate was dealing. Oh, I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And he had made two undercover cells to a cop. Oh. oh wow. So and they never told him. Yeah. I think he probably asked him and they never told him. Well, there you go. So this is actually a big issue at Burning Man because it's on federal, like federal land. Oh, yeah. So weed is not legal. So, I mean, it's like this huge, massive, crazy festival in the desert, but you, but weed is all, and people are taking a lot of drugs, of course, but, but weed is very noticeable, you know, it's very, and it smells and it's very easy to target. So, um, yeah, so it's a, it's a kind of an issue at Burning Man, and there's all these. They also have all of these undercover cops, like so. It's like the Nevada police, but they'll mm -hmm. dress up in costumes and they'll be like <laughs> running around. And and I actually like, and they really need to get the situation under control. Like I think I had a, I, I definitely, and, and some of the people I knew, like had we had a couple maybe maybe encounters with secret police, yeah. or maybe just encounters with really awkward people. <laughs> it's hard to know. It's, it's, it's hard to know. Yeah, but at our camp there were these there were these people that came 
came up and they were like, hey guys, like, can we come party with you in our, your RV? <laughs> and we're like, no one talks like that. That's not how you start a conversation. We would like to take some yeah, yeah. uh, mind altering substances in <laughs> your right, recreational right. vehicle if you've got a moment. <laughs> is, is the vehicle the only recreational thing around here? And they definitely, yeah, and they definitely don't say up front if they're a cop, so. So I, I whatever. So what I'm saying is, we, need to ask our, we should get our points. <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing: Has anybody at Burning Man tried being uh, a man in his fifties who claims to be a rancher and just take the land hostage using guns? Oh. Because there's no punishment for that. I I, I see. That's a, a Bundy related thing. This all happened like during Obama's presidency. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean that hasn't great happened times. yet, but. Yeah. Yeah. Good to Someone know. should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just, just try being an older white man and demanding <laughs> your rights, and they'll probably let you do whatever you want. Uh, great job. Uh, did I tell you what point you got? No, you kind of took away our points. Well, you got you got two points, and Shannon got a point and a half, and Joe got a point. All right. And now we're doing the next one. Because I'm as subtle as a brick through a window. That's probably how it would have gone down in real life. <laughs> Great. I was clearly yeah. the undercover cop in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only yeah. one who actually scored some weed. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for some... You know. uh, great. Shannon? Yeah. Shannon? Oh. One through four. Four. Number four. Shannon Page. Do you have a vague idea about pot boilers? Oh. Oh, I do, but I don't. Oh, okay. I wish I wasn't first. Um, I'll say yes, and I'll take a stab at it. Great. Emily, pot boilers? Do you have an idea? Vague or otherwise? A vague idea. Great. Maybe I'll see. Okay. And Joe, pot boilers? Vague idea, yes. All right. Shannon, what do you got? Is that when you put, like, you want to melt chocolate, and you put a pot over boiling a pot of boiling water? Nope, that's just double boiler. I like I like where you were going, but no, it's not. It's not what I'm looking for. No, that's another term that okay. I also don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, I think I'm thinking of pot suckers, like dump Chinese dumplings. Ooh. Oh yeah, okay. Uh -huh. so, I don't know what I'm getting for dinner. <laughs> everybody's just gonna get hungry, and we're not even stoned, guys. <laughs> it's the all all in the imagination, Joe Potboiler. My is it, is it, I thought it was like one of those things, it's like an old school like boiler, but it's shaped in a certain way. It's a boiler that's meant for a smaller space than a giant house. I think you're thinking of a pot belly stove. Ah, damn it. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody swung and missed. <laughs> a, a pot boiler is a novel, play, opera, film, or other creative oh. work of dubious literary or artistic merit, oh. whose main purpose was to pay for the creator's daily expenses. Thus the imagery of boil the pot. Authors who create pot boiler novels or screenplays are sometimes called hack writers or hacks. <laughs> novels deemed to be pot boilers may also be called pulp fiction. Oh. Pot boiler films may also be called popcorn movies. So most of the film that we consume popularly are pot boilers these days. One, one, one could say. I'm not going to say necessarily. I like comic books and stuff. I don't like war movies. Michael Get him out of here. Michael Bay movies? Uh, no. If he can change his last name to B-A-E, maybe. Uh, great. I'm going to give everybody five points because, you know, 
I feel generous. We tried. Yeah. You all, you all had <laughs> thoughts about it, and you weren't right, but that's okay. And Emily, you get to pick one, two, or three. Two. Number two. Well, Emily, it's time for Palm, who palmed a chair. <laughs> Shannon is super happy. So for Palm, who palmed a chair, you're going to have to tell us whether the object that I present, which as soon as I can find it, there we go. I think I saw it earlier. You, I think you pulled it out for a second and then you saw me looking. I, you, I think I did. I think I did. Which, of all the things that I could have pulled out and seen you looking and then put it back, this was the best option. So, Emily, you're going to have to tell us whether this uh, heat-reflective survival mylar space blanket is an apple or a potato. And make your case. There's always a silence. Yeah, there's always, uh, there's a lot of contemplation. This <laughs> yeah, this this is the time of of just pausing and really centering yourself and figuring like, hey, what what are, your, what are things really? Or I'm entering into like whenever whenever I'm in court, I'm just like, what the fuck is gonna happen next? Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't look like an idiot. Don't look like an idiot. I'm going to go with a pomme de terre. You're going, okay, potato, yeah, great. What, why do you say that? So I don't really think of potatoes as like a survival food. I When I think of a potato, the first thing I think of is the potato famine in Ireland and how, you know, and how it kind yeah. of destroyed the country in many ways and shifted history. So, so, so to me, a potato is more of like the starchy filling survival food and an apple is more like an apple a day keeps a doctor away. Like this nutritious kind of like higher level of survival. So are you saying that healthcare is not a survival necessity? Well, yeah, it's not a necessity. I guess I'm I just looking, want to get like, you on the I'm record kind of here. Looking, if I'm kind of looking at like, oh, oh. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm I cold bared you a little bit. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think if I'm like kind of looking at Maslow's hierarchy, you know, the potato yeah. is at the bottom and the apple is at the top. Self-actualization. You know, yeah. trying to get some nutrients in there. An apple isn't going to fill you up. No. And if I were in, if I were in like a critical survival situation, do I need the heat reflective survival Myler's space blanket? Absolutely. I mean, this is all about survival. Damn I right. mean, this is the bottom of the pyramid. Yeah. Like, so. <laughs> That's an excellent argument. I, I am very pleased. Well done. Uh, Joe, do you do you agree? Is it a potato, or do you think I, it's an apple? I do agree, and the reason I agree is because potatoes you always have to wrap in foil before you throw in the oven. No, oh. very good. Yeah, that's that's nice. a sharp addition. Great, Shannon. Uh, potato, apple. What do you think? Um, pass. You can pass. <laughs> Great. Something else to add to your hierarchy of needs thing. Yeah. You can get all the nutrients you need from certain types of potatoes, except for vitamin A, which is why you put butter on it. Oh, nice. Man, so, you I, just gave me extra bonus points. Yes. I think, oh, yeah, last week, last week, uh -huh. our, uh, uh, who, well, yeah, it'll be a couple weeks ago when this airs, that's fine, but guest uh, Dr. Malati talked about that very thing, that yeah. potatoes are the most nu nutrient-rich food in an individual package mm -hmm. that you can give a person, which I would never have thought. Uh, that's a, yeah, I didn't know that. Either. I think they get a Sweet bad rap with fries and, yeah. you know. Regular potatoes? I guess, yeah. Uh, I think sweet potatoes are a little bit better, yeah. but... I think just in terms of like the basic stuff, I think it's uh -huh. any. All right. Great job. Uh, Emily, you're getting two points. Joe, you're getting a point and a half. Shannon, you passed. Yep. And uh, Joe, you get to pick one or two. One. Number one. Do you have a vague idea about CBD? I do. Shannon, CBD? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Great. Emily? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Okay, Joe, start us out. <laughs> so it is basically, it's the full chemical compound that comes from the marijuana leaf. It is separate from THC. It doesn't. It's not the hallucinogenic portion, but it is the stuff that... Um, 
makes you relaxed. It opens up. It's a vasodilator, I believe. It opens up your blood vessels. It reduces stress. It's a lot of other. It interacts very positively with a lot of other processes in your body. And I think there's like some studies that it actually inhibits cancer cell growth. I've heard oh, that. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Shannon. CBD. Um, CBD is legal. Mm-hmm. So if you live in a state where uh, marijuana consumption is not legal, if you get a product of CBD, you can have it. And um, my coffee shop where I work just started putting uh, putting it in their coffee for an extra fee. You can get CBD coffee at the oh, coffee that's shop. Awesome. <laughs> I have some CBD coffee myself at home, <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can tell the difference really. Is it like an upper and a downer? Do you or just feel the same after you have it? No, I mean I I still feel caffeinated. I maybe I don't feel as like twitchy. I don't know. I, I really would have to really like. Expensive. It would be. My yeah, to add that yeah. to your daily coffee bill, like right, right. Wow. <laughs> it's like, that's luxurious. It's and it's a hard thing to A B test. It's not like I could like okay, I'm gonna take a shot of non CBD espresso, mm-hmm. and definitely understand what I'm feeling, and then take CBD. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Emily. Um, so CBD stands for cannabidiol, and it's one of the active co- compounds in, in cannabis. Uh, it is separate from THC, but but I think it's kind of. Uh, and it's definitely thought of like more, the more medicinal property. So mm-hmm. more medicinal, tr- traditionally used to treat um, epilepsy, to treat seizures, to treat any sort of um, kind of n- nausea from from like chemotherapy treatment or something of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of as Shannon was saying, so recently they passed the Farm Bill in the U.S., which allows um, medicinal hemp, well hemp essentially, which is really either industrial hemp or, or cannabis with high levels of, with um, high levels of CBD and low levels of THC so it has to be less than 0.3 percent in order to traditionally be considered um, hemp so that can be shipped across the country and it can be sold in every single state great that was good in that was good industry info oh, you yeah. know you know your shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah perfect I mean I, I CBD can help dogs not bark as much Martha Stewart's coming it's, out with a line of pet products with CBD in them there you go and if you can't yeah, trust Martha a convicted Stewart. felon like Martha yeah, Stewart who can you trust get on it <laughs> 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 I, I, I love it. My friend actually just told me he was like that he wanted to start a CBD line for for pets, and he's like, "I've got it. No one's doing it." So <laughs> I was like, "I don't think that's true," but now I'm going to be happy to report back. <laughs> actually, Martha Stewart is doing it, so there's a it's little not, competition. It's You're still going to be fine. Yeah. But just price yourself twenty percent of the herd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're paying for the brand name with her. <laughs> It's also a great uh, potential solution to the opioid crisis. Uh, uh, great job. Uh, uh, Joe, you're getting two. Uh, Shannon, you're getting one. Emily, you're getting two and a half. And Shannon, you get, to, you get to pick the final or first topic. It's really up to you. This you want the one? Time. This is the first time. I've I know. Ever you've never it. got to close it out. I would like the first one. All right. No, the last one. Okay. The last one. <laughs> Are you sure? Because we can do the first one. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Like, I, I don't want any sort of weird disappointment Let's after the end of the game. Let's stretch this out as long as we yeah. can. Yeah. Uh, We've been here for four hours. <laughs> I've literally locked the doors. No one is allowed to leave until I say so. <laughs> um, Shannon Page, do you have a vague idea about the book Dandelion Wine from 1957? I do not. Okay. Emily? A vague Dandelion idea. Wine? Yeah. No. Yes, about about dandelion wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the book. Not the book. The the concept. 
Well, we can talk about the concept. Okay. Sure. Joe, Dandelion Wine, the book, or or the concept? I think I have a vague idea about the book. Great. Oh, okay. Are we starting with me or are we starting with We'll start with, with Emily. Um, yeah, I know nothing about the book, but I do know about dandelion... Well, I do know about dandelion roots being used um, to make wine or to make alcohol and also to make coffee. Mm-hmm. So and you can use dan- you can use dandelion roots like if you grind them up you can use them as a coffee substitute and it's non-caffeinated and mm-hmm. it's basically like the same substance and, and or the same um, texture and it really kind of looks and tastes like coffee and then I also know that if you um, yeah you can take the dandelion root and just go through like the same process that you would with wine or something and um, or, or that you would do to grapes what is it called fermentation yeah yeah so yeah. you basically ferment the the dandelion root. And, and then you'd be able to create, like, an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, I think you boil them down, you boil it, and then, yeah, go through yeah. the fermentation process. Yeah, I've I, never I, had it. It's, it's on my a, list of things I can't to give do. you a step-by-step, but, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like I living in a possible. city where the dandelions that I see might have all sorts of dog shit on them and stuff yeah. makes me less interested in trying it once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, hey, but dandelions, I feel like dandelions, <laughs> I mean, dandelions are really the most underrated, like, weed on the planet. Weed. Yeah. I was trying yep. to get that's where, yes! that's where it was. Yeah, we uh-huh. all back. No, but I mean, you know, the roots are, the roots are, they have so many healing properties. Dandelion greens are essentially the same as like in, in nutrients as spinach or arugula or oh, something yeah. and they grow it's, everywhere it's like and they just get food. killed. Yeah. And yeah. people are like, no, just spray it with crap. Right, no, right. Don't no, do really. that. I mean, we could have beautiful, yeah, we could have beautiful front yards like filled with dandelions that we would just go and pick if people weren't spraying them with pesticides, and then we could have like these amazing salads all the time. And I will say, my and my, get drunk. Who knew? Yeah, and they're and, so easy to grow. Yeah, it's true. And my and my dog Rocket loves when they've gone to seed when they're the little poofs. <laughs> he loves to run up and bite them. Aww. He bites. He bites the poops. He's never pooped out a whole dandelion, though, so <laughs> I guess not the most fertile area. Uh, uh, Joe, what do you got? I, it, uh, my, if, if I'm remembering this right, which I'm probably not, it was like it was kind of like a Hubert Selby-ish kind of novel from the '50s, kind of like one of those from the country to the city and like kind of shot, like shot to the system kind of things. But it's really like kind of a brutal book about like adjusting into it and kind of the old reminiscing of drinking dandelion wine in the countryside. It, at least that's what I think. You're not right, but you're not completely wrong. Okay. I can I add another thing? Sure. <laughs> so in Sweden, they have um, an expression called a dandelion child, mm. which basically is like a resili- a child who's raised to be resilient and oh. in any circumstances, just yeah. as a dandelion can grow through the cracks. So bloom wherever yeah, you're yeah. planted, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, that's I an inspirational that. poster for everyone's home. <laughs> I would think it would be a kid with a big white afro. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's probably what they meant. I don't know. This well, is what happens when you, you try to pick up metaphors on rubber stickers. Can't do any of them. It's like it's between this and that coexist one, and I don't know which one to go with. Um, uh, Dandelion Wine is a 1957 novel by Ray Bradbury. Oh. oh. Taking place in the summer of 1928 in the fictional town of Greentown, Illinois. Based on Bradbury's own childhood home of Waukegan, Illinois, the novel developed from the short story by the, of the same name that he had put in a, uh, it was published in Gourmet Magazine in 1953. Uh, the title refers to the wine made with dandelion petals and other ingredients, commonly citrus fruits. In the story, dandelion wine, as made by the protagonist's grandfather, serves as a metaphor for packing all of the joys of the summer into a single bottle. 
The main character of the story is Douglas Spaulding, a 12-year-old boy loosely patterned after Bradbury, and most of the book focuses on the routines of small-town America and the simple joys of yesterday. It is a coming-of-age book. I would recommend it to everybody. Uh, Jenny turned me on to it, actually, because she had read it like two or three times. She was like, you got to read this. And I had never heard of it. I was like, oh, shit, wow. It's, yeah. it's, it is a beautiful book. Um, and especially coming from like Ray Bradbury, who I admire for all of his science fiction work, to, to do something so grounded and so personal, uh, it's really fantastic. Great job. Emily, I'm going to give you, uh, I gave you one point, and I gave Joe half a point, and Shannon, you passed. I was trying to figure out how dandelion wine was related to pot yeah, the whole yeah. time. You, like, you were getting there. It no, me. hey, it's cool. <laughs> so I'm going to add up one. your scores. <laughs> I'm adding up scores. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I thought it was going to be like a, like a strain or something. Right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you chatting dandelion how, wine? How, was that just related well, to now it, it now it exists. Yes, yeah, okay. just weed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now it exists. Yeah. Because we said it? Because you said it. You caused it to exist somewhere. I mean, I think we should get a half a point for the making the connection. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm going to give her a half a point for that. Yeah. Unless yeah. it cuts into my winnings. I don't, I don't think I it's going to, to but we're going to find out. <laughs> Four. One. You guys can keep talking. One plus one plus one. One plus one plus one plus one. One plus one plus one plus one plus one. Plus one, plus one, plus one. I mean, doing math. Seventeen. Like, it's stressful. I get it. I'm the only. Like when lawyer. everyone's watching you. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I'm the only. I think I'm the only lawyer I know that actually has like a semi-math brain. Yeah. The best thing is getting. So I work with like a decent amount of lawyers, and the best yeah. is when lawyers like send Excel sheets. Oh lord. And, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry on behalf it's of my profession. It's just so funny because it's just like they like are so terrible at Excel. It's just like the lines across all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, or they'll just do like there's like the template formatting. It's like it's like chart. <laughs> they'll just like click chart, chart one, and it's just oh. like it's just so terrible. The worst is when I say like, and they're like, I put together this Excel spreadsheet. It's like this is an abomination. <laughs> you, should, you should feel bad yeah. for this. Well, no, or the worst is when it like you get it, it says chart seventeen. So yeah. You know, they had 17 attempts to do it. Still didn't get it right. Aww. I think they just need a semester at law school. Like, no. Like, I don't know. Well, it I, comes up. It does, well, thank God I had a stats minor. Because I'm like, oh, oh I remember right. this. Yeah, yeah. And then all my classmates are like, what? What's a standard deviation? I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah. I'm not going there. <laughs> it's when your uh, nose breaks from doing too much coke, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've there got standard deviation. There are healthier ways to study for the bar. <laughs> hey, great job, everybody. So uh, our winner this week is Emily with 20 Woo! points. In second place, Joe with 18. And Shannon, a rare third place showing with 16 and a half. Because I'm not drinking. I know, it's true. You don't have wine power. It is your the spinach to your Popeye and olive oil. Uh, so, Emily, uh, you have an opportunity now to plug anything that you care about particularly and, and say anything you'd like. So go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> I'm speech prepared. Yeah, <laughs> gosh, I, have, I don't have anything prepared. Well, thank you so much for the victory. Um, yeah, thanks for inviting you, me on you the show. You earned it, yeah. Thank well, and, uh, and hopefully you'll come yeah. back. We'll do this again. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, good. I have to say there were a couple There were a couple of um, talks that I probably could have passed on, and I'm glad I did it because <laughs> yeah. I really just inched by with a couple of spare points. Just <laughs> <one>. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm happy to be victorious, and... Um, 
yeah, that's all I got. If you're looking for a weed consultant, give me a call. My business is DiagonVentures.com. Perfect. And yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you. Joe, mm -hmm. what would you like to plug? Uh, if you are in need of a lawyer or operator compliance manager, please give me a call. And right. listen to the Manic Street Preachers are the best band in the world. It's a good band. Yeah. Also, stop sending him dick pics, guys. Yeah. Like, let's let's yeah. get to know each other a I little mean, bit that's, first. That's the PSA that this podcast Yeah, no more dick pics yeah. without asking first. Like, let's, let's be honest. Nobody's dick is really good looking. Don't so you're, you're leading with, like, just, you got, like, a caterpillar in your pants. Just, come on. Well, it's like, right. why, why would why lead with that? Would you do that in the street? Hi, zip. Yeah, it's no. Just, I mean, no. it's just like out of context. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, 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 I don't want to say, right, like, I wouldn't want to say, like, no one's dick is good looking. I think oh, that can yeah. cause some shame. No, that's, and, that's, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. No, no. But I think it's just Seriously. like out of context. I wasn't, I wasn't intending to imply that there's, yeah, yeah. that, that yeah, no, dicks are ugly like, either, yeah. but it's like, it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not an accurate depiction of a person. Right, right. It's just. No, no, yeah. There are other things. There are reasons. Why you know the face comes first? Yeah, like yeah, you, you could you could think about you like you could you could really just send somebody like here's a picture of my big toe and it's really giving the same amount of information. If like, you're into this, yeah, here it is. It <laughs> That's all there is so to far, it. But I'm fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a huge issue like on the New York subway system. <laughs> Did you hear about this? Where where people were just like. I don't even know how they were doing it, but, like, they hacked into the New York subway system, like, Wi-Fi, and were able to get all these, like, all these numbers, and we're just sending out dick pics. Oh, God. <laughs> like, like it, it was, and there was this, like, advertisement in New York that was like, if you have, like, ridden the subway recently, be careful. <laughs> you might be receiving a dick pic. <laughs> like, it's like, public service announcement. Yeah. Thank you for oh, Digital herpes. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've definitely been flashed on the New York subway, but not digitally. <laughs> was it intentional? It was oh, intentional. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen that recently where someone hacked into like was it the Texas DOT and like the you know detour ahead merge left and it's like zombies approaching? Oh yeah. Uh -huh. that was... I've uh, I've never sent a dick pic. Have you sent a dick pic ever? I'm a gay man. Yes, I have. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Only with permission. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah it's all about consent. Yeah. Uh, have you guys ever sent dick pics? I mean, you can just forward yeah. it, I guess. <laughs> oh my god, he thinks this is impressive. Yeah, I That's think not a dick. <laughs> this is a dick. There we go. We brought it full circle. Actually, that's... There you go. That's that's my new business. We just get, like, some sort of dick pic library <laughs> so that women can just be like, yeah, no, I, you got nothing on this. No, that's... But you're completely missing the market research you just did. Like, Word. no, I want to add without consent or without contact. No, for sure. A dick yeah. without a human is like, no, I, not I useful. completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Or, what? <laughs> or, just have, or just like a comparison thing, so you know if they're lying when it comes to sight. Anyway. <laughs> can you... Can you put like a ruler or a stapler or something in the shot with that so I like, have a no, sense of scale? scale. Yeah. yeah, it's kind. It's of just bad. all forced perspective with these guys. Yeah, well, it's kind of <laughs> bad. You're on those apps long enough, and you start to recognize, like, I know exactly the angle you took that from. You're a dirty liar. Yeah, <laughs> you put that across the train tracks of your uh, train set downstairs, and you're yeah. making it look way bigger than it is. Yeah. Because it's a miniature oh, that's, an that's a Comcast remote. Oh my god, this is such a guy conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, Shannon, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I I think 
the choice of the word plug after that conversation just took me to a whole new place. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> plug or disappointingly you know, something like that. Oh, man. Uh, well, hey. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and we'll have you back. I, w- I would love to have you back on yeah. this. Was, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah. Other, other than the possibly offensive dick conversation at the end. <laughs> no, it wasn't offensive. It's just like, it's just like that's always a male got Like, women sure. are not so concerned. You oh, know, no, no, like, yeah. Measuring dicks with, like, yeah. the staplers no, it's, or oh, rulers. <laughs> like, that's just, the, like, that's a very, like, yeah, that's very, like. Oh, a, the gay world is, a tr- is really bad about that. Oh, really? You think straight okay. guys are bad about that kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's elevated to art. Oh, okay. Bad right. Yeah, so that, that's a world I don't know. I'm looking forward to learning more. <laughs> hey, On the next show. You know what? Yeah. We'll bring everybody back. We're going to have another show. All dick-related questions. Yeah, fun. It'll be great. How many Richard Nixon questions will <laughs> Two to five. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to A Vague Idea. Uh, if you would do us the kindness, go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Rate and review us. It helps us get listens. And otherwise, just spread the word. Tell people that this is fun, because it is. And if you don't think so, then, you know, you can turn us off. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Also, follow us on Instagram at A Vague Idea Pod. Oh, at A, a, Vague, a Vague Idea, Idea Podcast. Podcast. And on Twitter at A Vague Idea Pod. And uh, we'll try to post uh, funny and or informational photos and or posts about things that you want to read that aren't uh, attacks on people's sensibilities necessarily so that's pretty cool it's cool use for social media not trying to harm people it's kind of fun okay thanks so much for listening this has been a big idea bye bye, bye. there's harming <laughs> a vague idea is written and produced by me nate regolia with shannon page and john peros if you like this podcast and you like anime you should check out my podcast with sean grolkowski called You Better Believe This. That's found at moleholeradio.com. If you like science fiction books, you should check out the press that Sean and I started. It's called Spaceboy Books, and you can find us at readspaceboy.com.